We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. Newcastle have pissed all over Manchester <laughs> United on their own pitch. It was easy. It shouldn't have been, but it was. I'm Alex Sai, Charlotte and Ben are here with me to talk to you about an unbelievable night, a famous night for Newcastle United as we have gone to Old Trafford and won 3-0 at a canter. We've got Chelsea in the next round, which is horrific. Chelsea away. <laughs> we'll probably beat them too, though, because we're absolutely class at the minute. Eddie Howe has made eight changes to his injury-ravaged side and come out with a mighty 3-0 win. Ben, mate, how was that for you? I'm a bit disappointed, mate. It was really <laughs> nah, I'm trolling, I'm trolling. That was fucking class. Um, obviously coming into the game you see the team sheet and you just think I I know my new are bad but I I just don't know what we can expect from this team every single player out there delivered tonight it was class like 1 to 11 um, put in a brilliant performance Um, I think obviously you've got to give a a few special mentions to the the two fullbacks that were absolutely outstanding but uh, also I think Willock coming back from from injury put in a, a huge performance and um, it was just so dominant. I mean, even when, I mean, probably the first 10 minutes, it was very much Man U had a lot of the ball, but didn't really create anything with it. But then after that, we we just took over and, and dominated the game. And then very much similar kind of pattern in the second half, but it was just so comfortable in that. To, to go to Old Trafford and um, with, with with the team that they'd put out was uh, was incredible. Yeah, that was uh, not what I expected when uh, we saw the team sheet or even before the team sheet. I, d- I didn't really know what to expect. I know Man U are a bit all over the place this season and um, and Ten Hag's been all about sort of, no, this is a unified side. This is this is it's on the way up. Well, it didn't seem like it was on the way up tonight. Manchester United was just terrible tonight. Um, we were, but but I also don't want to take away. It's much like that Crystal Palace conversation: were we class or were they just shit? Well, both can be true, and we were both uh, that both were true tonight. I just thought it was it was absolutely meant from from basically start to finish. They had a a short period of of trying to press and just not being able to create anything, and we just dominated that game. It was comfortable. The Newcastle fans fans sounded absolutely incredible. Seven thousand, eight thousand of them there making the noise that Old Trafford could not. And yeah, I'm just buzzing. I mean, I'll be honest, I feared the worst when Matty Target hit the floor after two minutes and <laughs> yet another injury to that. a team that was uh, that was short. Um, but I don't know why I was worried because you're right, Ben, like everyone played so well. And even that kind of 10 minute spell in both halves as well, by the way, Man United kind mm-hmm. of had a lot of the ball. They were pressing us right back up in the pitch. 
Uh, we couldn't really get out of our own half during that period, but we didn't give the ball away much. And that comes very much down to the way we moved it side to side. Tina Livermento and and Hall, uh, both brilliant at kind of holding on to the ball, cutting back or finding a pass. And we we got ourselves out of trouble enough times that they just had to give up on the press. And as soon as that happened, the game opened up for us. And yeah, Man United, they were bad tonight, Charlotte, but they tried. I thought yeah. they were trying really hard. They put out a really strong team and they were really giving it everything they could. And they tried to break us down. They couldn't. They tried to stop us from scoring. They couldn't three times. Like that was just, just so good from us. And yeah, an absolute buzz to watch it. It, it was it was a it, it was and is a remarkable result. I think to go to Old Trafford and get through would be incredible. To go and beat them three nil on their own patch, particularly for for us who have been there so many times, watched on TV, stood in that away end so many times over the years. I think it was one win in th- in forty one games. In forty one games, <laughs> ten so ten draws, three defeats since nineteen seventy two. And to go there and win 3-0, and, and also the kind of 3-0 game that it was when Newcastle were just under no pressure. Martin Dubravka's made one save and a comfortable one at that tonight. Man United, as you say, so they had plans. They saw Newcastle's left side of Lewis Hall, 18-year-old Lewis Hall, Matt Target playing in midfield. We'll never know how that went, sadly, <laughs> for, for us and him. And uh, Joe Linton in front of them. And Man, you thought, we're going to get at this. This is where we're going to put all our ball down. We're going to really test that side. Fine. Absolutely fucking fine, <laughs> lads. Net, you know, start the second half. We'll go down the right side. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get gone gone after the ball against Livermento again. Absolutely fine. Total total cakewalk for Newcastle tonight. It couldn't have been any better. The game management was perfect. The goals were brilliant. All three of them. It's just one of those nights to be a football fan. This is why we do all this. This is why you spend the time and the effort and the money supporting your football club to go to one of the most famous stadiums, if not the most stadium in world football, in win stadium and <laughs> win. By three goals to nil like that to put us through to Chelsea away. What a performance. We're going to talk about lots in this podcast, but I think I just have to spend a moment celebrating Eddie Howe. Mm. In the, again, in, you know, in the adversity of an in, injury-ravaged side, having to make so many changes to the first team and coming out three nil winners is remarkable. So how much of a blow is it to get Chelsea away? It's... It is and it isn't, isn't it? Because we've we've beaten Man City and Man United, so it's not. It doesn't really matter. You could argue, but it, you know, given all the fixtures and it, it, right the way up to Christmas, we're gonna have another tough trip to London the week before we go and play Luton. So it's a lot of travelling. It's not. It's the worst draw yet again. You know, we've been very unlucky, and you could argue last season we got some nice draws, and then we got away right to the final, pretty much off the back of some some very favourable draws. So what goes around, etc. But yeah. I, I'm not that worried. Like Chelsea are bad. I know. I know. Poch is starting to sort them out, but they're not like they're nowhere near us yet. They're still miles behind us. So as far as I'm concerned, They'll bring be them on. You in the league. Bring them on. The more the more teams we knock out that that could possibly beat us in a one-off cup final. If we beat them on the way, then it means we will really get like Port Vale or Middlesbrough in the final. So bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it the hard way, and and that's kind of more satisfying, isn't it? It's a good thing. So are we back into the League Cup because tonight a lot of fans were like, "Oh, you know, the League Cup. We've got." Big games to come, bigger me. games to You're come. Talking about, me. <laughs> talking about some fans and talking about Charlotte. Is it all about the League Cup now? Fuck Dortmund. Yeah, I'm. I like if we don't win the League Cup this season, I'll be furious. Um, no, yeah. Before the game, I was sort of like, oh, big games coming up. You know, we've got Dortmund away, and they they were so, they were so um, convincing at home. We've really got to go there and get something. We've got Arsenal this weekend. Arsenal, who West Ham demolished tonight as well. So. Um, hopefully a limping Arsenal on, on Saturday, but also they could be just firing their belly. We'll deal with that when we get to it. And I just sort of thought, 
do we need to focus on the League Cup? Do we need that extra game? There's the FA Cup. We might be able to strengthen in January. We might be able to temper some of these injuries by January. And, and then we can like really go for it in the FA Cup. Nope, I'm all in on the League Cup now. That is what I want. I, give me that energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> Ben, you're very, very confident about Newcastle beating Chelsea because they're below Man U. Just, just to finish out part one, you know, how bad were Man U tonight? I mean, it's not did just, we make them bad? Did it's we make it's them not bad? just that. It's just to put it in context that as bad as Man U look at the minute, Chelsea's still below them, is my point. Um, I think Man U, as, as you say, that they, they did try. Like they, they had a lot of the ball at certain points in the game. They just had no kind of cutting thrust to, to get through our invincible back four of Paul... <laughs> Dumb it, craft <laughs> and Livermento. We need like a tattoo of that on uh, on the back or something, don't we? Um, and and, and Dubravka in, in nets to, to boot. Um, it's, it's, we're going to ride that back five all the way to the final and uh, and lift the cup this time. Hopefully they get their uh, their dues and, and play in the final. But um, I, I I just think what from what I've seen of Chelsea this season, they are a lot further, like less far along in their journey with their coach than the Man U are. Man U were a team that won the cup last year. Um, and I just haven't been convinced by what Chelsea have done so far. They don't, a bit like Man U tonight, they look very toothless in attack and they struggle to break teams down. And uh, yeah, I mean, Man U, as I say, could not break down this team today. I mean, I think a lot of that goes, you have to give a bit of credit to the midfield as well. I thought Joe Linton and Longstaff kind of protected that that back four really well in terms of kind of tracking back and doing a lot of work off the ball. But um, I, I just... You've got to have confidence in this team, as you've, you've already said it. Kind of the work they've clearly done on on the training ground with the whole squad. Mm. Um, everyone looked prepared tonight when they came in. It just shows how we, we talked about. I think about it last week about should he be relying and kind of giving a bit more trust in these lads. I mean, it's shown tonight he can do it if he needs to, because they everyone that you kind of weren't even sure about came out and performed tonight. Um, and it just it just I mean. <laughs> It fills me with a hell of a lot of confidence now. Like I, I think we can go and beat anyone now. Uh, kind of when you see that performance and, and how good these players came in. I mean, Livermento again um, was incredible. Oh my god! Um, dominate, dominant on on his side of the pitch, and um, I just think there's there's not many teams. If if this is our kind of reserve players coming in and playing that well, then who the fuck's going to stop me? Indeed, we're going to break now for a couple of adverts. Uh, you can get these. Podcast without the adverts, if you join up to our patron platform, which has got three tiers and uh, the £2.50 a month, sorry, the £3 a month tier, we'll get you these pods ad-free. Back after these. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. <laughs> 
a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This podcast and others and other fans may have said a statement or a few words on uh, Saturday After Wolves that would like to retract, and namely those words were, <laughs> um, why would you we change your fullbacks when you're trying to win a game? They won't contribute anything in an attacking sense. Well, I'd like to publicly apologise for that statement because it was complete horseshit. Hall <laughs> and Livermento tonight. I mean, Livermento didn't score, but what a contribution. Hall, what a goal. Sai, the overall performance, the picture, the goals, the attacking aspect of it. How happy with you were you with it all? Yeah, an assist and a goal. Not too bad for the lads who aren't going to affect a game last week, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, look, they were they were brilliant. And they were, they, they, I thought they both played well against Man City. I know there were some questions about Lewis Hall as a midfielder in that game, but I thought he did reasonable in his debut for Newcastle as an 18-year-old. Um, a, a different level tonight, and we don't know um, because he ended up having to go in it. What was he? Did he start at left back? I still don't really understand. I think he started at left back, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he looked so comfortable. And I think what, what stood out for me about both of their performances was the confidence playing against Man U at Old Trafford. And they were the ones under a lot of pressure, like you say, there was a lot of, lot of balls coming down that our left, their right. Mm-hmm. But also, whenever Tina Livermento was picking up the ball, there was two or three men on him at, at all times, and he was finding ways out. He's finding short passes. He was happy doing one touch, like one twos with with the midfield and just so comfortable just coming into this team despite how little they've played this season i was just so impressed by what they did and yeah this is the 70 million pounds with of with of squad depth that we've bought in the summer and we're going to get a lot more big performances out of those two players in particular but yeah i i cannot say enough positive things about them they've made that man new side look even worse than they actually are um and yeah we we don't win that game tonight without those two players easily i'm, I'm starting to think that they might have been bought for now rather than the future. I'm yeah. starting to, I'm, I've had a bit of humble pie. Look, they've been introduced slowly. Uh, we know Eddie Howe's done that with pretty much all of the, the big signings we've made as well. So mm-hmm. why not Why not just accept that he's doing the same with these two? He's not going to throw them straight in, especially an 18-year-old. You don't want to throw him in, knock his confidence if he's not quite at that level. He looks like he's getting to that level. Tino Livermento probably looks like he's at an amazing level. <laughs> he's also got Kieran Trippier in front of him. It's the only reason he's probably not playing more minutes, but... He's clearly proven that when needed, he will play. And yeah, I think they are being introduced. And as we continue to hit this fixture crunch and the injuries, that they're not going to go away. We're going to get some players back. Some players are going to continue to rotate. I just think they're going to be so important for us in the coming months. And he's got it spot on with with introducing them to the side. They are very, very expensive footballers for their positions, for their age. And ignoring the goals, which is hard, but we're gonna, I'm going to do that now for this point. Then we'll talk about the goals. But ignoring the goals for a second, like you say, Sai, what's most impressive is just the all-round package that both of them have. It, mm-hmm. It's not just defensively, it's not just offensively, it's just it's not just on the ball, it's not just off the ball. It's it's everything, they're good at everything. Hall tonight, first-time passes, linking up play, being physically strong, being able to cushion the ball when under pressure. Like These are the kind of things which, not just Dan Byrne, but other fullbacks who've played for Newcastle before Kieran Trippier, you're just kind of not used to that level of technical yeah. ability. And to be able to do that at 18, remarkable. And then Livermento on the other side, he's just a threat. You know, the, the, when when he tackles the player to win the ball back for our opener, there's no, there's no chance of a goal. Man United are not sensing danger. Mm. And he has the ability to kind of transform a game in the space of five to 10 seconds. And again, there's a few fullbacks 
at most levels of football can do that and the ease with which he dealt with gone after the night was just incredible every tackle was won he won goal kicks he won throw-ins he, he linked play well this is a serious footballer and you know the reason he can't get a game is Kevin Trippi is the best right back in the world maybe uh, on current form but wow what a footballer to have in reserve it's like you know that like you said Charlotte the the conversation has been of the you know we didn't need these guys now we need them mm. for the future but fuck me we have we have two of the strongest right backs in the league which is un- unfortunate in one sense because you can only play one but wow if there was an injury for Kevin Trippier <laughs> as good as he is you almost wouldn't feel it because there's such a good player to come in we I had mean, five we, full yeah. backs on the pitch tonight <laughs> in one go so poo-poo that point <laughs> I mean I think the thing with Livramento I mean I, I remember when when we were being linked with him originally from Southampton there were people kind of comparing Gareth Bale and I was like really like I don't, I, I don't buy that. But then you see he's run for the assist tonight, and it is that kind of power and pace that mm-hmm. that Bale possessed. It's kind of it's game changing. It's like game breaking. And there's not many players can carry the ball, and it, to think he he wins the ball back, <laughs> kind of in the right back position, makes a great tackle, and then just launches an, a, an attack, and we've got no right to score from that. He, he beats about three or four players just with his his pace and power. That is just something again, like we we haven't really seen, and it's an incredible asset to have. Um, especially in reserve when you think he's not even getting on the pitch at the minute. That pace and power and then the ability to read the game and, re- and see who's there because Miggy wasn't, I don't think, who he was going for with that ball or like, or, or probably didn't have him in his head initially. And then and he spots him, he sends the ball, it's, it's slightly long, it's a really, really smart ball. Miggy gets his foot on it and gets it in the goal. It's that, it, it's only 18, it's like, it's a crazy thing to think about. Um how well he's he's like he's read that like you say they didn't think that he was a goal threat or that was a goal threat moment he probably didn't when he first picked up the ball and then realized he could outrun um outrun manu and, and get it into a position and then to 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 pick out miggy and, and make that pass is just something very special yeah the the easy ball is the gordon run initially right. where it's almost just play it into an area and i've done my job but to 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 hold and wait for miggy to come into the picture Miggy's and tracked very well by one of Man United's midfielders. That's the that's almost the most impressive impressive moment for me. The fact that he's able to kind of wait for the opportune moment and not just play, you know, I would not call it a brainless ball, but but Gordon's the easy ball. Like, all right, I've won the ball back. I've marched forward. I'm just going to play the ball into space, and it's over to you, Anthony. No, no, mm-hmm. it was like that was on a plate for Miguel Almiron. Great finish, by the way. Miggy, by the way, playing on the left hand side of the midfield, scoring <laughs> with his left foot, not having to cut back every time. What a little treat for the fan base tonight that was. <laughs> Probably never see it again, Ben. I just wanted to say the, the point on uh, on Hall as well. I, I think you, you spot on the what the, the biggest thing that impressed me was that that was Anthony, who's one of Man U's kind of premier like dangerous eight, players. Eighty to hundred million quid he cost, yeah. depending on who you listen to. Yeah, that's and and they try. You're right. They try to get give him the ball. He's a player that's got pace and tricks and whatnot. And and just the mentality of Hall. He, he was aggressive against him. He was mm-hmm. he was uh, tight, like marking him tightly. We don't mm-hmm. see that often. Um, at Newcastle and uh, he was just he, he was just fearless in the way he kind of dealt with them and I don't really remember Anthony actually beating him kind of with a bit of skill or anything or knocking I think there was one one two that he played where he got him behind him but um, again it just showed like maturity beyond his years <laughs> to to kind of go in and that with with that threat almost and, and kind of play fearlessly and, and, and take the game to Anthony and he, he completely nullified that threat and I thought that was really really impressive uh, from from him in particular. Drew Willock's another player that we have to, to mention tonight. First start back, uh, he just looked unbelievable. 
Every, <laughs> everything, the the pace, the strength, the touch, the finish. You know, Newcastle, he has come back at a perfect time considering Newcastle's injury problems or the, or the Tonali <laughs> issue. And it was it was a brilliant goal. And it was the kind of goal that just settled everyone down. And we were talking at halftime because we all watched the match together. Um, often when teams are 2 up away from home, you kind of, if, if, if you're in that position as an, an away fan who's used to winning lots for a long time, you're like, this could be anything here. Whereas Newcastle fans, I think, on the whole, maybe not everyone were like, I hope we'll win the game. <laughs> I, hope, I hope we don't concede the next goal. I hope Man United don't score in the 46th minute. And Joe Willock scoring that goal when he did and taking it as clean as he did. Newcastle actually don't do much offensively in the second mm. half because the, ga- the game is won because of Joe Willock's. Yeah, Joe Willock's contribution, it, it was just unbelievable. So who wants to talk about him? I mean, I, I, you're right. I mean, what an absolute godsend uh, to have a player of his calibre. And we, we've, we've talked about him being a big miss um, up to now. And I think tonight he showed what we're missing. He's, he's such an athlete. Like, I mean, mm. um, the... For the goal, I mean, he he's, he's goes and presses. He's, he's kind of closing down the players. I think Joe Linton comes in and actually nicks the ball off Amrabat, but he's on the other side kind of pressuring him into going into Joe Linton's path. Um, and then he just takes the ball. And, I mean, what a strike. Like, it's an incredible finish. I think I think Gordon takes uh, yeah. the defender away, doesn't he? And he does. kind of blocks, oh, yeah, blocks just, Maguire. Just blocks Body does, it, does, it, does a great, uh, great attacking run. And, Thank God for no VAR. Yeah. Um, but it, it just opens up and then just what a finish from Willick. But like, I think... That, I mean, the goal is is, an, is a brilliant kind of bit of individual skill and, and ability, but just his performance in, in general, again, he was a player that I, I, we needed kind of our big players to stand up and, and he is one of the kind of, was one of the few senior kind of, I would say, senior proper first team players that was playing tonight. Um, and he was, he, he just kind of got us into the game in terms of obviously we, we talked about not having a huge amount on the ball kind of in the first 10 to 15 minutes of, of both halves. Um, when we started to get him into the game, he was a player that was capable of bringing the ball down, recycling it, beating players, kind of create, causing a threat to, to Manu to the point where they they had they, they couldn't really aggressively press him because he, he just turned them or rolled them and then and he was away. Um, and I think what we, we saw tonight, obviously he's, he's still not 100% fit, but I think we saw the kind of the, the glimpses of what Joe Lick can be. I mean, and we all know how big a player he could be. I mean, that, that Leicester win where he, he, he crosses the ball in the the 90th minute to, to nick that game last year. It's those moments that we don't have many of those players that have got that kind of ability and, and speed and, and skill and kind of to run with the ball at that type of pace. Um, and I think it's he, he's potentially going to be a massive a massive player to come in and provide an impact to the team when we're, we're kind of falling and falling apart. He could be a, a difference maker going forward. It's du- class to have him back. During those periods where Man United did press us a bit back, it's it's so important to have a player like, and to be fair, Joe Linton did this a lot more today as well, but a player who can get us out of trouble, bring us forward 10 yards mm-hmm. and just kind of keep the ball or win a free kick. And, and he does that better than, than most in our team. I think for, for a while we had that kind of Bruno Tonali where yes, they're very good and they can hold on to the ball, but they never really get us out of our half, whereas Joe Willick gets you out of your yeah. half and then he's, he's a real danger. When he's running with the ball, nobody commits, nobody wants to tackle him. They just kind of let him come at them because it's like, shit, what do I do? What do I do? And yeah, I think um, he, the, we have missed that. He, he gives us something else, but but we'd be, we'd be loath to talk about that midfield and not, <laughs> <laughs> not talk about the captain, our Lord and Saviour. Oh my God. Who, who, who under his stewardship, these, these young lads <laughs> coming, into their, coming into their first proper uh, games at Old Trafford, you know, he's, he's led out that team like an absolute master. And Newcastle have won three 0 at Old Trafford under his stewardship as captain. Long, Stewardship. long may he reign as the Lord and Savior of this club. 
He <laughs> missed. He did. He did miss. He had a great chance, actually. <laughs> he smashed one just past the post. Oh, yeah, yeah strike, wow, that had gone in. Oh, that would have been lovely. I think Sai might have, might have, we might not have I wouldn't him on have the made podcast. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be out. He'd be out right now with the students in town. <laughs> I think we have to talk about Hall's goal because oh, we haven't yeah. talked about it yet. Um, first of all, fantastic work by Willock for the goal. Little yep. bit of luck in terms of how the ball gets in the box, but... What a strike, clean strike technique, laces behind it. And it's just, you know, for an 18-year-old kid to have joined his hometown club, takes a lot of balls to leave Chelsea, by the way. when you, I don't know how, how he would have gone this season at Chelsea because of so many players, but to leave the kind of comfort of what you're used to there and take a risk going to a club where you know there's an established left-back in Danburn. In fact, you've got Matt Target, I think, ahead of him in the pecking order as well at left-back. And to essentially say, I'm going to go there um, as their choice, that that takes a lot of uh, it takes a lot of confidence, I suppose, in your ability and in, in, in the path your career is going to take. But what a goal! What a moment! Something you remember for the rest of his life. Knee slide, ten out of ten. Fantastic ten knee slide! Ten. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. You've yeah. got to remember he started the move as well, though. I mean, yeah. question marks over the free kick that Paul Dummett somehow gets. Yeah. <laughs> He's just gone on a ridiculous run. He does it's a like, kind Paul, of like um, what, river dance. Yeah. And then what are you doing? Like anyway. Um, so again, a confidence thing. Lewis Hall, the youngest player in that team, he's like 18. He's like, I'm just going to take this free run, kick. Runs and nicks the ball. Just, I'll take it. Boom, go. And then he's the one running right up the pitch to get up with the attack and yeah, and just to be in the right place. And the audacity to hit it on the volley, like again, on your on your, mm-hmm. on your your full like a debut at, at Old Trafford. I know you played against Man City, it's not his full debut. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's his debut at Old Trafford. Yeah, it yeah. sounds better. On your castle. <laughs> It's the first time he's played football. Uh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> just, talent. just. I, I don't know any young players who are doing that just, just for fun and just whacking the ball in the back of the net on the volley. Just unreal. I'm just so happy for him. I'm so happy for the the youth, the the youth of today, the future, because that is going to go uh, incredibly far for him in terms of building up his confidence. In terms of the. Chelsea were gutted when they lost him, being alone as it is, but gutted when they lost him. I had loads of Chelsea fans that I know telling me, you've got something very special there, you've got something very special. And we haven't really had an opportunity. We saw a bit of him in um, pre-season and we saw a little bit um, at the beginning of the season, but we haven't seen like tons and, and there hasn't been this moment to shine and it wasn't just the goal tonight for him, although his goal was great and it was hilarious and brilliant and the knee slide was perfection. But it was like everything about tonight. It was the focus and the determination and the fact that he was he was targeted by Man U. Um, when he's got the ball, they, they crowded him out and he just coped with it. There was a huge maturity to his performance, which perhaps he did display at Chelsea and, and I not a Chelsea fan, so didn't know. But it is so encouraging. It's so exciting about the future. We'll break for another quick advert break now. Uh, back after these. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Newcastle United's Cup draws this season. PSG, AC Milan, Dortmund, Man City, Man United <laughs> and Chelsea. Talk about luck of the draw. It's like the anti-Steve Bruce Cup draw. Um where you get all of the hardest teams all of the time. Oh, Steve Bruce. Yeah, because he got she? E- easy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> Harder fixes you couldn't get in cup draws so far this season. And I don't think it should be lost on anyone tonight that uh, in, in terms of the next seven days, because that's how the easiest way to analyse these things, Newcastle have Manchester United away, Arsenal at home, Borussia Dortmund away. And there's a very realistic possibility, and I don't think a possibility that down-talks our team to say that Newcastle United, after those seven days, could be out of the League Cup, uh, essentially out of the Champions League uh, in terms of qualification to the next round anyway, and then potentially out of, or at least the top four race, looking very, very difficult if we lost to Arsenal or lose to them and all those sides above us win again. And that's a, that's a real difficult daunting position to find yourself in and anyhow has to make a decision tonight to make eight changes to his injury ravaged side who didn't play their best football at Wolves and didn't win at the best against Dortmund and what I love about it Charlotte is the the fact that every single player who comes in takes responsibility Paul Dummett and Emil Kraft who hardly kick a ball for Newcastle and might not mm-hmm. kick many balls for Newcastle this season unless injuries worsen they come in tonight as they did against Manchester City or Dummett did against Manchester City and Kraft comes in tonight after, after hardly kicking a ball for Newcastle or anyone for, the, for, for over a year and they come in and they step up to the mark and that to me not just those two but that to me tells a story of of of, of a club that are together at every level Matt Ritchie plays tonight and mm. they're just they're just it, it's almost like a, it, it's the ultimate sign of professionalism isn't it it's like where you can completely change the back five and keep a clean sheet at Old Trafford it kind of speaks to something much bigger than just going to Old Trafford and smashing in a terrible man you side This is, you know, I'm not ashamed to say I, like probably many others, looked at that team sheet at at quarter past seven and thought, well, we're not really going for it, are we? And I, like many others, am guilty of totally underestimating what Eddie Howe has done um, and his coaching staff, you know, um, bringing this set of players, not just our typical starting eleven. But our whole squad, our whole squad, you've got to assume, is incredibly unified. Everybody on the pitch tonight knew their role. Everybody knew that they were united. Everybody knew where everybody else was going to be. And I think that's a very difficult thing to foster when you're making eight changes. We haven't seen that team play together. We don't know what that team's going to, how, how that team's going to play out. But they they did. And it was, and there was comfort, and there was maturity, and there was unity, and it, it builds off what we were saying after the Palace match about unity and how amazing that was to see on the pitch and 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 feeling it in the stadium as well, and you could certainly feel it watching it on the telly from the seven thousand fans that were there. But I, there's something very special to me about the fact that so many changes were made, so many young players were brought in who were probably not were probably not going to see them on Saturday or against Dortmund. You know, these aren't players who are fighting for a place in the starting eleven. They're there because our start, our typical starting eleven are either injured or knackered, 
and need a break. They're not they're not there to kind of prove themselves, but they're they're playing out of their skin and they're working really hard as a unit. And it was a really like beautiful thing. Uh, to, just quickly on that point, I mean, look, take a look at Man U at the minute with with Eric and Ten Hag. Right. The amount of time he's had, the amount of resources he's had, and he's still not able to get his first eleven to kind of put in that type of performance where you've got a clear style and a clear way of, of working out the problems and breaking teams down or defending or whatever it is for, for Newcastle to do that tonight and play a very similar way and, and be willing to play the ball up from the back with Paul Dummett and Emil Kraft and then two <laughs> young fullbacks is ridiculous. And we've, we've, we, as you, you said earlier on, the fact that Hall and Livermento were happy to kind of dwell on the ball at points and kind of cut inside when they were marked and, and keep the recycling the ball and keep, the, keep playing football um, is a massive, massive, like, it's a huge kind of um what's the word i'm looking for it like win for, for eddie howe the fact that these players can come in and do that and yet you've got players that supposedly have, have a higher ability on the other side like looked lost at times they didn't mm-hmm. have a clue how to break newcastle down tonight they, they could have played for another three games and they wouldn't have scored um so that that's a, a huge like job for uh, job well done by the coaching staff that 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 is our squad and that everyone knows kind of what the roles are when they when they're called upon um and that's going to set us up for a lot of success going forward i think i think um on reflection and again i'm not saying i thought this at the time but he's got that team spot on just in terms Mm. of balance Mm -hmm. he's got the the young hungry players who do have a point to prove tina livermento does want to be playing more games yeah Hall probably thinks he should be playing more games he's playing for chelsea last season um depravka point to make uh, <laughs> then you've got a bit of experience in there with with Dummett and Richie who know their role they're in for this game they're there to kind of be the, the level heads they've got the experience they've played man you plenty of times here's how you do it lads Emil Kraft is probably more towards the younger player again he, he's got a point to prove he wants to still be part of this going forward and then the scattering of, of first teamers in, in in Gordon and Miggy when he comes on after two minutes um Willick, Willick and, Willick and Willick. Joe Linton um so yeah, I just think I just think that and all of that around the Holy Spirit of Sean Longstaff. Oh my God! It's just it's the, the, the team really worked that that everything that, that happened there. Everyone did their job. I thought Matt Ritchie, to be fair to him, who looks like he's aging a bit now, uh, a bit off the pace, but he didn't stop running. He didn't stop trying, and Jogging. just 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 having Matt Ritchie running around kicking off at you must still be quite difficult to deal with from <laughs> yeah. from my new perspective. So yeah, I just think every aspect, everyone did their job today, and it it just kind of. There's a word that it just it just fit. It Gelled. Just fit. It were, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Synonyms welcome. I think <laughs> your point about I'm just going to call him Sean Longstaff. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> is an interesting one as well because we all said when he was the captain when he was sort of named as the captain tonight. We were, apart from you, say we kind of like really Sean Longstaff. Like, oh, okay, does he display? Is he in the leadership? Like who out of that lot? But actually, you're right. It worked really well. He um, clearly has the respect of all of those players on the pitch tonight. He worked his socks off. I wish he'd got his goal for you more than anything else. <laughs> But it made sense, and you're right. It was right, and it was balanced, and more fool me. It's his cup, isn't it? The Carlin Cup with Sean. Sean's cup, isn't it? Those, I hope so. Those goals in the uh, Watch out, Chelsea. semi last time out. I think that uh, the point that you've all kind of touched on about responsibility and players stepping up is, is, is maybe embodied by Joel Linton in our box because Man United, like all bad teams, when they can't break teams down, they do two things. They shoot from distance and they cross the ball relentlessly. And we had a real issue with Anthony Gordon being the centre forward tonight who can't help out defensively in the box. Uh, we had an issue without Dan Byrne, who's a massive part of our 
defensive set pieces. Um, well, you know, throw in Lascelles and Botman to that normally, or our they're going to get their head to the ball for defensive set pieces. Joe Linton basically had to do that by himself tonight. And the amount of balls he headed away, the amount of times he got in front of a man, the amount of times he got a foot in, the amount of times he broke up play, not just for the will of goal. Yeah. It wasn't Joe Linton's best game ever as a central midfielder from an offensive point of view, but defensively, he was just exactly what was needed tonight. And in terms of how getting the balance of the side right, he actually starts Joe Linton as a, as a wide left exactly. player up front. Um, I actually still think he probably would have done all of those things if he'd still maintained that position. But Joe Linton to have the ability to be able to be like, right, midfield stalwart Matt Target is injured. I have to drop <laughs> back in and do this do this completely different role and completely different job. There are lots of players for lots of teams who are unable to do that. And I just think, you know, Eddie Howe loves players who can do lots of different things. And Joe Linton's probably one of the biggest embodiments of that and was just absolutely brilliant again tonight and deserves a lot of credit for it. Let's end the show, though, by talking down our opponents and yeah. how nice it was to absolutely smash them on their own pitch. Of course, the cup final, they, they, they put like, Sky Sports have a stat these days, and it was like 258 days or some shit since the cup final, as, mm. if, as if that's how you count it, in days. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we were all, all four of us were there, and I'm sure many of you listening were there at Wembley that day, and it just felt a little bit like... Um, Man United knew how to play the occasion. They knew how to play the game. We didn't for lots of reasons. It went against us and it hurt a lot at the time. And Man United ended up finishing above us in the league last season, possibly somewhat unfairly, but that's the purpose of the league table. And they get third, third and we finish fourth. And I just look at that tonight. And even though uh, Man United made less changes than us and had far more first-team regulars playing uh, than we did, it just looks like two clubs going in completely opposite directions. And... While Man United probably aren't the yardstick from a football perspective for us to compare ourselves against because they're such a mess, it's still incredibly satisfying to do that to them on their pitch in front of their fans and for their stadium to be empty on 80 minutes, 85 minutes, to be completely gone, to, to, for, for their fans to not, not be worth their fans' time staying to watch the end of that match. It just feels like a little bit of a changing of the guard in that respect. We've got our issues moving forward. Let's see how we're going against Arsenal and, and Bournemouth after that before the international break. We've got games to win in the Premier League and jobs to do in the Premier League and in the Champions League as well. But I just think we're on another level to them. And um, it's just an extremely satisfying feeling to do that to that club. And normally their fans spend a lot of the time against Newcastle United singing about Alan Shearer. Well, they didn't tonight. They didn't tonight. And they won't do in games moving forward if we're going to continue handing out hidings like that i really really hope they stick with their manager specifically until the start of december in the compass and james's park because we will if we have enough fit players well in fact even if we don't because the lads who came in tonight did great just play this team yeah we'll absolutely batter them i'm absolutely sure of it. we are miles better than them in every part of the pitch anyone else want to talk about their satisfaction beating that side i think it's a nice thing because obviously there's the cup final didn't go our way was a, wasn't it was fragmented it wasn't a good performance they came to st james's park after that and that did go our way it was an absolute cauldron that day it was a great result it felt like we were responding a bit to the cup final but it's a league match and it's a different it's a different thing tonight really felt like a response to the cup final and i think you're right about two teams going in completely opposite directions they just looked a mess tonight and it was a joy to beat them so emphatically it wasn't a snatching a win it wasn't 
Man United had more of the ball than us tonight. Didn't matter. Like we, when we had it, we made it. We made it matter. And I just, I just think this competition. There's something about putting that to bed last season. Not going on. Not being a spectre looming over us. We've, we've, we've seen them again. We've beat them really comfortably with our youngsters. We've shown them what we can do. We've shown them where we're going, and I'm very pleased. I think it was a. It was a massive learning curve last season, wasn't it? I mean, that first first final we played in, and um, I think how, how I was talked a lot about kind of the emotions of a lot of the players and maybe the day being a bit too big for them, the occasion, everything. And um, what I think this shows is that they've they've kind of they've grown almost in their own self belief, and the fact that the, the the aura that we've as a fan base anyway have felt of like Old Trafford, like that record we said at the start of the game, one win in forty one games, whatever, is, is embarrassing. Um, and we normally go and we, we talked about it at half time at 2 0. We're like, oh God, <laughs> like, please just let we get through this. Whereas there was none of that from the players. The way they approached the game, it was just, oh, well, this is another team that we're, we're winning 2 0. And we managed that game so well. And you just feel like they, they play with so much confidence. And, and you look at the, the substitutions. I mean, Bruno comes on mm. and when Wilson comes on, okay, Wilson doesn't do a huge amount, but Bruno. <laughs> like it was just like well I'm better than you lads it was almost kind of a similar performance as what he did against Man City maybe not as dominant but he just comes on he's like well I'm I'm, I'm the best player on the pitch here what are you going to do and he, he kind of just like, almost he was laughing in their face at certain points and, and kind of getting getting the crowd up and, and kind of lauding in the fact that it, it felt like I'm, I'm better than all you and I think he would have been one of the ones that hurt the most because obviously he, he was injured and he, he kind of rushed back for that final last year and had all the heartbreak of getting to the final and then obviously not delivering his best. I think it was kind of big for the players tonight to be like, well, we are better than these. And it was almost like a kind of a puffing your chest out moment, kind of obviously winning 3-0 and being 3-0 up. And, and even when Manu made their their kind of big power play and, and brought on Rashford, Hoyland and Bruno, <laughs> they, they probably got worse. They, they, they didn't uh, impact the game at all. And... Um, yeah, it very much feels like you're right. Like a changing in the guard in terms of we've got players now that believe they're better than, but better than than what they've got, and um, it just it just feels like they they we, we need kind of silverware to almost back up our claim. Yeah. But um, this was a massive step along that kind of journey of, of taking the next step to say, okay, we've got over the disappointments and we and it's history now. We've forgotten about it, but we're, we're kind of building to something bigger and better. And uh, yeah, I, I'm very confident in the teams that are left that maybe only Liverpool that I think I would be concerned about playing in the rest of this competition even then we, we've already shown we, we battered them for 60-70 minutes in a game Just one quick one as well it's another <coughs> monkey off our back in terms of winning yeah. an away game against the top six side I mean I don't know if Manuel will finish in the top six <laughs> this season depends how soon they sack Ten Hag I think because he's, he's a dead man walking isn't he but it's, it's a massive thing to one clean sheet away uh, at Old Trafford but yeah just winning one of those games because it's been a bit of a Bit of a problem for us, hasn't it? Just we just we just don't win away from home against against top sides, and they're still a top side. We've got to give them that. So yeah, massive monkey off our back. More to come, hopefully. We'll leave it there. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. We'll be back with the next True Faith podcast immediately after the Arsenal game. Before then, in the next twenty four hours, at least of me talking, we're going to release another more in depth review of this Manchester United game on Patreon, as well as a full Arsenal preview and much more. We have Keith Gillespie as well tomorrow on the show for a Friday release. So come and join us on Patreon. It's between five and eight pounds a month for various shows. Would love to have you along. Speak to you all very soon. Bye-bye. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. 
The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com